0: Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Gusman. I'm a New York City improviser. Still can't improvise because we're still in a pandemic, and I'm getting strangely used to that. Joining me once again today uh, is the lady who rules this house with an iron fist. Uh, she is brandishing cutlery. And she's got her ginger cat enforcer in the background of the Zoom video call. But frankly, we couldn't do this without her. Her name is Chelsea Meddington. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, Rick. How are you, darling?
1: I am good. I'm feeling caffeinated. I'm feeling. I'm feeling present. Um, <laughs> you know, it's good. It's like you said. I'm strangely getting used to. You know the life we're living right now and there are you know senses of normal things here and there where you know still able to hang out in a responsible manner and in a distant manner and you know outdoor dining even though I'm curious how that'll go when as it gets you know colder
0: um but yeah it's fine We'll figure it out, you know. We're, we 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 smart motherfuckers who are love each other and very few people that I consider elite, and then everybody else can go fuck off. So my plans for the few outdoor dining experiences I've had is like if that motherfucker's is crowded, I'm putting my order in to go, and that's what I will do. That's the safe way to do it. I can I can pivot like that. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's a pivot, it's a twist, it's a change. And it, that's our topic for today some of the great twists in horror. Was that segue a little forced? I don't know. You tell me. It's, it's what I had in the mind. Okay. <laughs> she, she gave me about a five. The judges give me about a five. Tonks, what do you yeah, think? Tonks gives it a three. Uh, she's a very harsh she judge. She is. Uh, probably upset because i picked you up to drive her to the vet where she received the pointiest poke i know and, a, and a
1: urine test which we still don't know how that works
0: <laughs> me neither for any of our listeners that are concerned yeah we wore fucking masks and you know i've already had the virus i've got the antibodies we're good i don't take my mask off neither does chelsea that's prohibited in the car uh so it's safer than getting into a ride share with a stranger because you don't know who else has been in there who's been in my car beautiful lady and that's that's it and also cat and chelsea (laughs) and cat so you're safe you're good it's all wonderful and uh i got the free time to do that kind of thing but yes our topic today is great twists and horror and i kind of came up with this idea uh after finally getting around to watching the 2012 film Black Rock directed by Katie azleton and I fucking love this movie. Oh, it's funny that Black Rock is what that's what kicked it. I'm like, yeah. let's talk about some twists with with Sister Chelsea one day for an episode cuz you know, why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love a good twist especially in horror cuz, you know, it that's the perfect genre. For for utilizing, um, you know, twists and turns and, you know, what you thought is not what's actually happening. And, you know, I think the weakest twist is usually uh, used a little bit in hard, but I've noticed it and some other things, is when everything's in their head at the end. I just don't <laughs> even consider that a twist anymore. <laughs> um, but that I think, true. yeah, I think hard does a pretty great job of making you almost feel safe in where you're thinking it's going. And then there's, you just find out that something, you know, you were familiar with is not exactly the case. So, I was excited
0: about that. The twists I've chosen to talk about, starting with Black Rock, because mm-hmm. we all expect twist endings. That those are the ones that you know are the most expected. And the, the films that I'm thinking of, the twist kind comes closer to the beginning or at least the middle. And what I liked about this movie is starting from the beginning. I thought it's like these three ladies; they were all close friends. Now, two are not friends with each other. Cause one fucked the other one's boyfriend a long time ago and they're still bitter. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be like the descent without, you know, subterranean troglodytes. And then they find these former uh, veterans who things get out of hand mistakes are made people die. And now it's vengeance and murder, leave no witnesses. And I'm like, this is not at, all what i was expecting um and and i i I love you know directed by women starring mostly women uh mark duplass it rekindled my love of checking out stuff he worked on as one of the writers and 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 husband of the director but otherwise as far as i know not in the film uh but i like his idea towards like you know if you got time off there's no reason you shouldn't be making movies with your friends and i like that that his his wife is like on board that fun bus it's like i want to do this thing i want to be in this movie i want to call the shots i'm the fucking boss because she's jenny from the league and she's fucking awesome Fuck you taco
1: what is it vaginal hubris <laughs> <laughs> yes. <the> <laughs> yes jenny had vaginal
0: <laughs> hubris which uh, uh if you know if you deserve, you know you know if you deserve it, and it's not hubris if it's if it's justified. I think a lot of dudes will write it off because they don't know and like, oh, you're coming off with hubris, but you're just not one of the elite to find out. So just just put some respect on her name, and accept. Uh, for for example, the uh, most recently there's a song by. Uh, uh, a young lady named Cardi B, whose song just sparked a tornado of, of positivity and feminine energy. And some dudes out there who have never made a woman climax in their entire life were very offended at the words involved. And it's like, fool, if you've encountered wet ass pussy in your life, you know that's a thing to be championed. So if you're upset, it's because you don't know.
1: My favorite thing is when uh there were a lot of musicians and uh male uh male musical artists and rappers that were like, This is not what it should be about. And I'm like, have you listened to your own songs? <laughs> like
0: the dude's been <laughs> like writing about the. Their-
1: yeah,
0: you've been woman, writing about dicks for years.
1: Or they're writing about other women's uh, other women's body parts. Yet when a when a woman sings about her body part, it's you know. <laughs> anyway,
0: one, 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 one last thing about music: like, there's a whole era of early rock and roll from the '50s where grown-ass adult men are talking about taking high school girls out and wooing them. Luckily, that's ended. So you can shut the fuck up about two women owning their, their, their wonderful... It like, it, it's like the glow in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction when, when, when you're lucky enough to look gaze into it. Just, just enjoy the ride and be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, back to the feminine energy of uh, killing uh, golf veterans who get out the pocket... And you need to take them out with, like, the smallest of sporks or whatever implements that they use to survive.
1: Yeah, I I love Black Rock. I haven't seen it since I first watched it, which was a few years ago. Um, and I watched it because I had watched Creep. Uh, and I knew them both from the league already and I just knew it was going to be good. I was like, they obviously have an appreciation uh, for this genre and really enjoy doing things that, you know, are their own, like things that they've written or produced or have had some creative hand in. So, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought, um... It was one of those things where I really didn't know where the movie was going to go as it continued. I just kept thinking, "How are they going to get out of this? Is there a way out of this?" Um, and it was really well done.
0: And when 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 people get taken out, it's like, "Okay, all bets are off. We 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 don't know. the The stakes are very high here. Uh, survival yeah. is not guaranteed. You may not get a happy ending." uh which we know we've talked about our 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 quarantine virtual movie club with people and i can tell some people in that group are like this didn't have a happy ending and i'm bothered by that
1: well (laughs) Well, i can sometimes be like that it depends
0: i i i think you know people that watch more horror it's like oh no that 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 happens uh the life uh, you you ain't guaranteed nothing so cherish your moments here um should you hold a grudge against somebody that fucked your significant other back in high school and now you're married and like have a family like I don't think you need to hold that grudge but what do I know I've never been a teenage girl so maybe I'm talking out of hand and need to be slapped down Uh, well it felt
1: deeper than that and I think that is a time where emotions are running high and if it seems to have affected You know that's such a crucial time in your life unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh that it could have really affected your self-esteem or you could have relationship issues from that there's just definitely i i felt like it the seed was planted a lot deeper Mm -hmm. than it, it was not an at face value um disagreement or you know a reasoning of them not being friends which i which i thought was interesting and i think i i don't know what you really consider the twist here other than like where where the movie goes
0: but i considered the twist to be i thought it was just going to be these ladies trying to kill each other as opposed to uh, ladies having to rely on each other for survival because i get it being betrayed by a close friend will damage a relationship, but when it comes to survival, uh, it, it's important. Uh, not that long ago, I was listening to a podcast, Politically Reactive, uh, with W. Kamau Bell, Hari Kondabolu, and they had a guest and this guest is talking about doing things for the betterment of your community and aiding somebody. And he said, uh, come out, when you're going to help somebody, you don't run up to them and ask who they voted for. You ask to help. So it's, it's that kind of mending of the fences, like, no, we need to stick together if we're gonna get out of that, mm. which was the opposite of what I thought from that car ride scene Uh, When they meet each other at the ferry and it's like, oh, you you said it was just going to be the two of us. That's what you told her. You know, I hate this bitch. Why are you trying to mend fences? We're not fucking Mm -hmm. ready. And I thought that was going to be the tension throughout. And then it's like, oh, no, this is something completely different.
1: Oh, interesting. Maybe I read the summary or saw a trailer or something. and Yeah, I went, I
0: went in cold. It was, yeah, yeah it was which is nice. great. I,
1: I think, I don't even think I watched a trailer. I must have just read a summary because I, or my brain just didn't go there, you know, it's, but it's interesting for me. And this is, you know, definitely going to spoil the film um, for whoever's listening. So if you are wanting to watch it before. pause it here.
0: Yeah. Watch the movie,
1: come back. Watch the movie because that is been your warning. But the twist for me, I don't know if I'd call it a twist. I'd call it similar to, you know, killing off, you know, like Drew Barrymore at the, at the beginning of screen. But Kate Bosworth is arguably like the biggest actress out of the three mm-hmm. um, in a mainstream uh, sense. And I was not expecting her to die. (laughs) Like, I just didn't think Kate Bosworth would be the one of the three. I thought one of them was going to have to, like, apologize to the other, like, while dying. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought the fences were going to be mended because one of them is dying. So I, I did like that, you know, it did become the two that, you know, don't really get along are the ones that really have to, like, support each other. But no, that was the, that was kind of the, you know... Um, bait and switch moment for me was when Kate Bosworth just suddenly got shot and it was Mm -hmm. over like her death was
0: very quick and and that's what made it real it's like not every not everybody's safe it ain't gonna be where all three Mm -hmm. of them nobody if if the movie ended with everybody uh in a bloody heap I'd have bought it and it's one of those movies that you know at least for 8 years or however long it's been on streaming it's like mm-hmm. I'll get around to it I'll get around to it and finally deep in the pandemic some 500 plus movies in I'm like today's the day
1: today's the day
0: and I'm and it was shit. it was a goddamn good day <laughs> to choose that film so what what's what's some of your favorite twists in the movies
1: so my first one may not be Super popular um, because I don't even know how popular or well received this movie is as of late. But um, Rick, you and I were talking about this a a week or so ago in the car, and that's what, uh, with mask on, (laughs) I will make that disclaimer. We were wearing mask edited. Um, But anyway, we were chatting, no, I think it was at dinner. And I've mentioned that I really liked Hostel Part 2, that I don't like Hostel, but I think Hostel Part 2 is a solid film. And for me to say that is, means something, because if you've listened since the OG days of this podcast, I have had some not-so-nice things to say about Eli Ra. <laughs> so, um so for me to like that movie, it's very interesting. Uh, but anyway, I I like Hostel Part Two. It's one that I like to revisit every few years. Um, I introduced it to my sister recently. We were watching it while on the phone with each other, which was I don't know. it was just a fun way of watching a movie with each other and she had to pause it twice because she started dry heaving <laughs> at certain parts and I felt so bad because I didn't realize she would have such a visceral reaction but damn I mean Eli Roth with Gore he does have a way of making it just anyway um, but I love the twist and hostile part two where you know you have the two American businessmen who you know have on the women um, well,
0: Todd, played by Richard Berge, yes. and Stuart, played by Roger Bart.
1: And if you're anything like me, not you, Rick, because you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but um, those two actors were uh, love interests, not together, um, but they played love interests uh, to Why other not? characters <laughs> oh. on Desperate Housewives.
0: I so. did watch some Desperate Housewives. <laughs> you did? Watched i watched I don't remember Todd. um on it richard berge the the larger one he Um, was the
1: husband of terry hatcher's character
0: yeah i liked the idea of a story being narrated by uh someone that committed suicide and that's Mm -hmm. what got me to watch it in the beginning and then sooner or later it got too wacky and i fucked no
1: off. that's fair i mean it's it's it was on for like eight seasons and as much as i love it there was definitely some wackiness but anyway these two um businessmen you know have bidded uh bidded right have bid Bidded? I don't know the past tense for this.
0: Bid, bid
1: upon? They bid, bid upon? Bidded? Upon. Bidded, bidded. Um, on... Uh, bidded.
0: You're, you're living close <laughs> enough to Queens now, you can say bidded.
1: Bidded um, okay. uh, on young American women who are traveling, you know, backpackers basically, or oh, I think there's uh, students abroad, and um yeah
0: i think i remember at least one was an art student
1: yeah because she yeah. was in that art class drawing uh,
0: dongs as you do yes
1: exactly and so uh the twist um was you know as you're following these two businessmen one of them um the larger one you said his name's todd
0: yeah todd played by yeah. Richard Berge, is all amped up and he's, ready to yeah. kill whereas he stewart played by roger bart he's the milksop and reluctant to Mm -hmm. get into it
1: and you can tell you know with todd he's definitely in an you know affluent place uh with money and he's the one who paid for you know both both girls um and the other one is struggling you can see he's in a more uh repetitive monotonous um small smaller house, you know, with a wife and I think there were kids. And uh, so anyway, they, they travel, they're getting, they're getting amped up. And of course, Todd is the one who's just like, "This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Like, you know, we're going to be bros and we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And um, fast forwarding to the, to close to the end, Todd is the one where he's like, he's laughing, he's having fun. The girl's tied up and crying. And he's about to kill her and with with the uh, power saw, I believe it was, um, he rips off some of her face and he immediately is like disgusted, not even disgusted by like, oh my god, what am I doing, but just grossed out realizes i don't have you know the balls to do this and that's and when i say that that's for lack of a better term but um
0: the second it gets real on him it's like yeah i'm I'm not this person
1: yeah and And it's like
0: i just found out the hard way
1: he just he found out the hard way and that doesn't make me feel sorry for him whatsoever Mm -hmm. um i i'm just like oh you realized you can't handle this and again i don't like putting it in those words because i'm making it sound like he's weak for not doing it but
0: I, it's, it's it, lack of a better term it's like when faced with the reality of your bravado and mm-hmm. your bullshit uh it, it it's something that i think happens to most men yeah not on that level yeah where where you realize it's like oh no yeah. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. And now yeah. I have to rethink everything. But unfortunately the way the company is structured, he does not get to back out.
1: Yeah, it's like you you have to kill someone to leave. You can't. And he, you know, of course refuses to, so he gets killed. So then the other character Stuart. Uh, Stewart, um, He, The woman that was chosen for him that his friend paid for uh, even says, you know, earlier in the movie, like, she's a dead ringer, right? And it's because she looks like his wife. And he obviously has some very, 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 very repressed, um, violent thoughts about his wife and wanting to kill her. He obviously hates her and has kept this inside and he immediately at first is acting like oh i i don't want to do this i'm going to get you out of here and then snaps and is you know hurting her and he you know almost uh rapes her at one point um and uh he's the one who starts really enjoying this and laughing and and getting really violent and he even you know buys Uh, the friend who, who Todd couldn't, you know, finish the job on and, and kills her and shows, you know, the girl that he, that he bought, he's like, look, look what I did, you know, I'm killing your friend. So he's getting off on it. He's the one that's like, he's been acting so pent up and anxious and like, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this, you know, all through the movie. And then Todd's the one who's like, so ready and you have that i mean it's a i'm not gonna call it the most clever twist because it's really not Mm. but at the same time i just thought it was done really well um i think mostly because i think those two actors are fantastic um and uh both of them have pretty good careers and have done a lot of work and i just thought both of them were really good in
0: it they changed status so significantly. Mm -hmm. And it was really well done. It becomes really, really frightening to see this uh, little timid man become the most bloodthirsty killer you can imagine so Mm -hmm. uh so which would be a good segue if uh, unless you're not done talking about hospital oh
1: i just have yeah and i'll i'll go back though so you can still have that segue but no i just wanted to note um one of the reasons that i or one of the other reasons i do very much like this movie is i do like that at the end the the woman that he was going to kill gets out of there because it turns out she's super rich. Like her parents left her a lot of money and um, she's got money. And I loved her lines about like, I have accounts in Switzerland And, and she was just naming all of these places. But anyway, she does like, as we said before, you have to kill someone to leave. You have to become like a member. And so she, you know,
0: Cut. she already had him by the dick
1: yeah and then she cut it off and fed it to the dogs and said let him bleed out and she does get her you know revenge at the end for her friends that did die she does you know kill the kill the person that you know brought them there in the first place and it's a very satisfying ending um and yeah that's one of the other reasons i like that movie is because it does have a more satisfying ending like i didn't have to watch like all three girls get tortured mm-hmm. and killed and then that's the end of it i did appreciate that one prevailed but you know
0: And you who doesn't know. like a nice severed cock in a movie
1: yeah well amanda because she paused it and started driving oh, <laughs> mystic amanda. She, she was just like it was so funny I felt so bad she put the phone down for a second she was like just hold on and I thought she went and actually threw up and she just needed like water and to breathe and usually things don't gross her out so I was surprised that, if I,
0: if oh, I can so. handle a severed cock why can't you
1: it's very it was very funny but anyway so that that is my uh twist that I very much enjoy and that came to mind when you presented this idea
0: yeah, because Stuart reminds me of Norman Bates in a way, which I think mm. is the biggest twist. And I'm not talking about the revelation that Norman uh, is channeling his dead mother. Um, with Psycho and Janet Lee, the movie starts out this woman who's fucking fed up. On the affair of the affair she's having. She's fucking fed up of her boss and the sexism in the workplace at the time. She decides, I'm gonna rip this motherfucker off and start life anew. And then her getting murdered turns this uh I guess, you know pre-feminist heist movie into the 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 iconic horror movie that it has become. And I have always Wished I could have seen the movie completely cold instead of knowing me this too. is Norman Bates's movie.
1: Damn, me too. I, I, I wish. Yeah, to if I that. could,
0: if I could have went in thinking, no, this is Marion Crane's movie. Uh, it would have yeah. been different. A former guest and a friend of ours, Angelica Florio, she watched Psycho for the first time during quarantine, and I saw her post a couple things like what the fuck and I'm like well first of all I'm like confused like how did you not know but she had an experience that I envied Mm -hmm. because you hear all these these reports about what happened to people in theaters and I always wonder are those true or is that something the studio put out when movies were going from like region to region and like here's what happened when it played in New York but now that it's in Montana, you can know that fear too. Like,
1: Can I, I wanna add to, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to add to, um, you know, us saying, we would have loved to have been able to experience that cold and I don't wanna jump ahead in case this is one of your twists, um, but I'm just adding it to this one. But um, there are two horror movies that I really wish I went in completely cold. And, it, and it's Psycho. And it's also the first Friday the 13th. I hate that I knew that it was her. I hate that, that I knew.
0: Not one, not one of my twists. But yeah. it, it, ma- it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. When, but keep
1: going. I just wanted to throw out. Those are the two movies that I really wish I saw
0: when cold. When you work backwards and you know... And that, that, that's closer to the ending. So, a twist ending, I think, is a little more forgivable in the mm-hmm. sense of, you know, Friday the 13th or uh, Psycho having two twists mm-hmm. or The Sixth Sense and the others or, or Cabin in the Woods. And yeah. I was looking up some other ones to refresh my memory. I'm like, these are movies that are, are twist endings. So, but, you know, Black Rock and Psycho, they start as one thing. And then they end up being another. Yeah,
1: fight. I like that you and I went into this with like, this is the good thing when you and I say, let's not tell each other what we're going to talk about when we have like these prompts. And I love that, especially now because I interpreted when you said, let's talk about horror movie twist, I just thought about twist endings. I love that you actually thought about no movies where I went in thinking it was going to be one thing. And then within 30 minutes, it was another, Mm -hmm. I do have one that does kind of equal that, um, that I'll get into after yours. These are moments that I I love though, is that you and I ran differently with this Mm -hmm. a little bit like the horror icons, uh, episode as well. And you know, that makes for interesting conversation, but are you done with psycho? I don't want to cut you Mm -hmm. off.
0: Well, yeah, just in the fact that yeah, uh, I I think some people will focus on the twist ending more mm-hmm. than the first third of the movie, or you know, with all the Marion Crane stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. starting out nothing. It's before we meet Norman. It's Marion's movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like and, oh, what's this girl doing? <laughs> and
0: and what the last time I watched it with beautiful lady, she was very frustrated uh in her workplace at that time so with marion like you know taking the loot and heading for the hills she's like i fucking get it fuck these burn animals. it
1: all let's with do that with
0: their sexist fucking comments and their bullshit and look like, fuck this you know, i you just gotta start over you just gotta get your get your paper and start over and i'm like and i'm digging that uh, but we know we, we we know where the end game is and I admit growing up in the eighties it was the sequels that tipped me off and the mm-hmm. parodies you've seen of the very famous shower scene being such an iconic thing. But yeah, I, I, I wish I could have went in completely cold think and not even known who Anthony Perkins was prior to the movie. Yeah. But yeah, he, he plays that so well. And even the sequels bear some some watching. Mm-hmm. I watched all four during the quarantine, you know, but two and three are just they're capitalizing on the eighties slasher boom. So, I liked
1: I liked the sequels and I do also like the T V show Bates Motel. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I've heard good things.
0: It's I good, I was reluctant to see Norman Bates with a cell phone, but maybe I'll get to it one of these days. The
1: movie does, not am sorry, the TV show does do a good job where even though there are like cell phones and, you know, some tech advances there, it does have that vague time period of, okay, when exactly? what's going on? What, what year is this? Because you see the way like Vera Farmiga's you know, Norma Bates dresses, and you see how the town is, and it looks a little frozen in time, but at the same time you do have those modern elements, and I like that. Um, I especially. love a Vera Farmiga. Yeah, exactly, and she's wonderful as Norma. She Kills it. I mean, which is no surprise. she <laughs> play couch, kills it. <laughs> and, um, but no, so again, I, I love that we both interpreted twists uh, differently. Except with this one, I think it does go more with you think it's going to be one thing and it's another. But my next one is um, the 2005 film Wolf Creek. And the reason I mentioned Wolf Creek is uh, I was reminded of it when I was watching Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. Um that I watch on YouTube every year to go back to simpler times. Um, but I remember having it recorded on VHS and we would watch it. We would watch it every year. It's like watching a hundred scary movies and uh, it's so fun. But anyway, they were talking about Wolf Creek. Um, and it may, I don't think it was in the original uh hundred scariest movie moments because it wasn't out yet so it must have been scarier movie moments that i Mm -hmm. was watching because they did some sequels so anyway the reason i mentioned wolf creek is because it has that moment in the first hour i would say where after well, I guess I should say what the movie's about. It's some hitchhikers in the outback of Australia, and there's um, a crazy man,
0: uh, Crocky Dingo.
1: <laughs> yeah, who uh, who turns out to at first he seems friendly. He's just hanging out. He's just that older, sweet, you know, Australian redneck type of character. All,
0: all right, I got a didgeridoo and a big <laughs> fork and knife
1: exactly and um
0: that's a horrible australian
1: they just that that was i i appreciated the attempt i i could see you were working you were really trying to make it work but and i think that should be commended Thank you. but <laughs> but anyway um And it turns out he's crazy and he's a killer and uh, he's going after them. And it's based off true murders as every movie in the mid 2000s was. (laughs) Um, So like every horror movie that came out in that era it's based on true
0: true true. events.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the true event will be like, oh, somebody knocked on the director's door and it freaked him out. And now he made
0: this movie. There have been actual cars that have broken down in the outback. Yeah,
1: no, that one I think (laughs) it, it is like an actual case i don't think it's sim- like it's not exactly like this but i think there was something similar but anyway um there's a character who you obviously think is going to be uh the final girl and this movie didn't hit me as one that would just take risk and her not be the final girl i watched it probably around the same time i had watched um the the Jessica Biel 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it just seemed like those type of final girls were becoming really popular in horror movies again. So I just figured this was going to be the resourceful final girl who, you know, unfortunately her friends die and it's going to be crazy, but she'll make it to the end no um she was the first one to go actually if i remember correctly she is the first one to go and in such a crazy way like her spinal cord gets severed her um she gets stabbed um loses a couple of fingers and it's just i don't know because she was the most fleshed out that after she died i was like What else is gonna happen? I was like, she was the character we knew the most about. She was the character that obviously they filmed it in a way that you relate to her more. I think her name was Liz, if I if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I,
0: I didn't like the movie when I saw it. I should probably watch it again, but I think it seemed a little too torture porny for me. Oh, it's like it's on the verge where everything was torture porny, and and I don't, it didn't resonate, but. You know, sometimes you got to go back and watch something a second time. So if it's streaming somewhere, I should probably check it out. I yeah. mean, i enough fucking movies. Well, it's
1: on, it's definitely on the verge of torture porn. It came out around the same time, of course, that the Hostel movies came mm. out. And then The Hills Have Eyes remake, which I hate so much. And that to me is ultimate torture porn. Um, but anyway, uh, I think Wolf Creek is on the verge because to me, it had that same eerie backwoods feeling that like texas chainsaw massacre has the remake and the original mm-hmm.
0: um but the water but the runs in, the are in a different direction yeah
1: <laughs> but but the deaths are pretty bad i i know that shutter now has a wolf creek series that someone on my shutter account because i have my own shutter account now i used to use rick um and then i was like well i gotta support the troops so i will get shutter as well. Um, but somebody on my Shudder account has been watching this series because it always comes up as continue watching. And I think my mom just doesn't realize either something's auto-playing. So I'll be like, are you watching this? She's like, I don't think so. And then I start describing it. And she's like, oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> <laughs> might have put it on <laughs> it's really cool the new unsolved mysteries came out on netflix and I, I love my mom to death because she also watches a lot of stuff and it just gets to the point that if it she'll forget right after she watches and intentionally she'll just be like all right i don't want to think about this anymore and i told her You know the new unsolved mysteries um, is on Netflix, and she was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have to watch it." And I started talking to her about some cases, and she was like, "Oh, that sounds so interesting." And then two days later, she's like, "Oh yeah, I watched all eight episodes in one day, and I just forgot." I was like, "What?" Um, No, I love I love my mother dearly,
0: and I think that's it's just so funny but anyway that's I I understand in the time of Rona time can be irrelevant that's what
1: it is I think it's really that it's you know we're in the time where you know her and my sister are home a lot and you know they're watching these things and they just immediately are like all right well I watched it it's done but yeah so Wolf Creek came to mind when it came to you know oh here's the twist of the final girl is not actually the final girl and that's not a um, that's not a new twist by any means. And I mean, that's not even the same. It, it again, it's kind of similar to Drew Barrymore being killed in Scream, but I don't think anybody went into Scream thinking she was going to be the final girl. Though maybe I'm um, wrong, because I was a child <laughs> <laughs> when it came out. Uh, but yeah, so that is that is my other
0: one of my personal favorite twists again about a movie starting out as one thing becoming something different is from *Dust till dawn mm-hmm. written back Quentin tarantino directed by robert rodriguez saw it in the theater and then it came out on vhs at the time that i was working in the video store so there'd be parties and it's like oh rick bring some movies i'm like oh here you go and i went to this party with some people and put it in and, you know, you got the Gecko Brothers. They're on the run for their lives trying to get to Mexico. Jack, uh, Reverend Harvey Keitel and his daughter and his son. And they get there. They end up at the Titty Twister. And it seems like a lovely, good family-themed establishment in the vein of a Cracker Barrel kind of place with Dandy Trejo behind the bar. And the band's playing and all the guys in the party, they see glistening titties and they're like, we got to go to Mexico, guys, we got to go to Mexico. And then a few minutes later, after Santanico Pandemonium does her snake dance and we find out this is not what the movie's about. Uh, It's about vampires in Mexico to see all of these guys backtrack at this party. go, we don't need to go to Mexico no more. (laughs) I love that I kind of made that experience for them. Because in the theater, I guess having seen previews, I knew that it was going to be a vampire movie. And I still love it anyway. I still say it's the last time George Clooney tried to act instead of just being George Clooney and everything. uh, It introduced me to Tom Savini. As an actor, and I have previously mentioned his cock and balls gun, which I think is unforgettable. Chelsea, not so much. Um, and 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 just atypical vampires in a way, and then you know it all comes to a brilliant, rocking uh, culmination of uh, vampires exploding when sunlight hits them, and then off we go. Tarantino made a horror movie, even though he didn't direct it, but I still loved it anyway. What, what do you recall about From Dusk Till Dawn?
1: Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen it. I really do need to re-watch it. I remember watching it quite a few times, like in high school and in college, um, when I was really on my Rodriguez and Tarantino uh, phase. Um, I, I just remember loving uh, the really tense. Uh, thriller aspects when it came to like Harvey Keitel's character and the family and the family being in danger um, just from these two men before anything even um, supernatural started. And then I just remember, I don't know, it's almost like a fever dream after Selma Hayek turns into uh, what she fucking turns into. So yeah, I, I would put it up there as as a really good twist. It's definitely one where I'd already knew all the crazy stuff uh, before going into it. Um, So maybe it didn't leave a super strong impression on me in that regard, but that's not speaking to the quality of the film whatsoever. That's just me arriving to the party late, Um, which happened. Happens to all but I need us, to revisit yeah. it. I absolutely need to revisit it. Is it streaming anywhere? anywhere
0: I don't know because uh, I have access to the DVD. Um, so it's there whenever I want to watch it. So, I think yeah. it was on Showtime previously, but I don't mm-hmm. know uh, if it still is. Um, but it, it, it's, it's great, because also, uh, you know, me, I love a good soundtrack as well, and that's a especially good one. It is a good soundtrack. On top of that.
1: Rodriguez uh, and Tarantino, it, no, no soundtracks. Nobody can argue with that, I think. And,
0: and it also, you know, introduced me to uh, Tito and Tarantula, which mm-hmm. uh, I also love as well. What else you got for us, Chelsea? You mentioned before we started recording a game, but you don't want to spoil it for me because you want me to play.
1: I want you to play, but I'll mention it for I'll I'll mention what it is. The the game it is. Um, but I I'm not gonna say the twist, but maybe other people listening have played it. But there is a very, very wonderful horror game that is unfortunately a ps4 exclusive so i want rick to play it but that'll have to be you know at the safety of my own home when it's safe um but it is a it is a horror game called until dawn and um it's one of those games where the characters uh look like the actors that are voicing them so rami malik looks like rami malik hayden panettiere looks like hayden panettiere it was made in 2015, I believe, or it was released in 2015. So it was before Rami Malik became, uh, you know, Mr. Robot and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> um,
0: when, when he was just the weirder weirdo neighbor on Grounded for Life.
1: Yes, yes. Oh my God, and and he's a weirdo in Until Dawn. It's great. Um, but anyway, it's a wonderful game where you think it's just a prank gone wrong plus slasher,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is classic and it evolves in so many ways and it's glorious so that is what i will say because i just i refuse to spoil it for rick because i just want to be there when rick experiences it because you know i had my roommate play the game because i wanted their um reaction to it and i just think it's so well done and i love horror video games and the The people that did Until Dawn, they've also been doing, um, I think it's called the Dark Pictures Anthology, and they have two games, Man of Medan, and one that just came out, Little Hope. Man of Medan was fine, but um, my roommate and I just got done with Little Hope, and such a fun multiplayer horror game. That one's on, uh, that one you could get, uh, Rick, for Xbox.
0: Cause, yeah, I mean I have antibodies. It might be safe, but we're not going to chance it. it yeah. It'll be there
1: Not for this game, it, especially watch you not like the game and then we both get sick from it and yeah. then
0: <laughs> No, no, we'll, well, there'll be a vaccine in like a year or something yeah. and then I'll I'll get the pointiest poke and then you know it, it, It's game night and then it's game, game night. night at Chelsea's mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so if anybody does want to look up, you know, why it's a twist or if you have a PS4, I think it's, it's usually on sale because the game's four or five years old now. Um, highly recommend it. And it's so replayable. I've played it at least six or seven times all the way through. <laughs> That's
0: a sign of a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, even though this goes against my my previous selections because the twist comes at the end one of my all-time favorites because it is a part of my favorite musical it's in the wicker man nicholas cage one Fuck you. You know I don't The bees. The bees. Anyway. Fuck Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he is not the 8-foot tall pimp that is Lord Summerisle is <laughs> played by Christopher Lee wearing that kilt with his sexy motherfucking legs. Uh The wicker man is one of those movies after watching that 100 scariest movie moments I had never seen it before. And I'm like, let's check this movie out. And Rick, it's a musical. I didn't know that going into it, but I, as someone who doesn't typically enjoy musicals, I love that mm-hmm. you got this fucking square of a cop looking for a missing girl. And he, he get, he's getting the entire fucking island village is giving him the fucking runaround
1: yeah oh yeah what girl what i don't
0: know about this girl he's christian like your pagan bullshit doesn't work for me and the crown either uh (laughs) we're singing about fine ass brit eklund as the landlord's daughter and uh there's nothing quite as good as the path between her left toe and her right toe just ribald tunes like that and then seeing her dance naked and who hasn't done that naked Brit Eklund dance when alone in their room. Anybody Anybody out there haven't done it? Try it sometime, (laughs) you'll like it. And then only to realize that part of their pagan belief system during their feast is to bring uh, a Christian fool, who is still a grown ass man and a virgin, to their island to be sacrificed, burned alive, in a wicker man so they can have better crops. Do I think it would actually make the crops better? No, but it's a hell of a ride. And it's one of those its one of those horror movies I've suggested to people that don't like horror. Uh, probably because they, they feel like, I don't like the horror because I wonder what, how, what would I be in that situation? I'm like, you'd never be the target, yeah. <laughs> never. You're okay, you're good. You can watch this and have a good time and put on a costume and parade around the streets with bagpipe music and songs about corn rigs and barley rigs and a big fucking maypole uh, for the children to dance around and naked people jumping over fire. It's, It's a good time
1: you're gonna hate me because yes i've seen wicker man i have seen wicker man the original wicker man can cannot be beaten but i've seen the nicholas cage wicker man at least 10 times because it's
0: so bad like just i i don't hate you for that i ask why do you hate yourself
1: no i love it because it's so bad and i remember the reason i've seen it so many times is because I remember whenever we would have those free preview weekends at home of like the movie channels that you don't have, mm-hmm. they would have you know your. Okay,
0: right.
1: Um, That was an era where like The Wicker Man was just always on on those free channels, and I just remember thinking this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Nick Cage is just running around. He's punching these old women square in the face. He's yelling about bees and honey. And there's so many fight scenes. And I just don't realize why, why they thought we would want to see Nicolas Cage fighting so many women. And it's just... It's so bad. I love that they went in thinking they were making a good movie and a good remake and, you know, and he burns alive at the end, so you do have, like, you know, and he's like, no one cares about your goddamn honey! Like, he's just yelling all of this weird stuff. Um, But no, the original Wicker Man is obviously superior, and it's a beautiful film. I just think the remake is the one that has to be (laughs) recognized.
0: I refuse. I know.
1: No, I'm uh, not, hey, I'm hey, not but, recommending it to you at all. I'm just letting you know. It's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's so funny. What a funny movie. <laughs> I want to watch it again now, to be honest. Oh,
0: sweet, merciful crap. <laughs> hey, hey, the original was Christopher Lee's favorite movie he was ever in. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he's been on record saying it. That's.
1: Did he say why, by chance, or did he just say this was
0: not in the clip that i saw which was mm-hmm. one of the dvd extras i'm gonna say uh kilts that's what i'm gonna Kiltz, say
1: probably
0: I, be- I believe you know the fact that he just got to like go to work and air it out for several hours because uh you know what's a scotsman wear under his kilt his shoes
1: there you go and
0: so there- i guess there's got to be a freedom of a uh, free ball in it uh at a piano uh during those important scenes as Lord Summer And uh yeah, like it's and it's my favorite musical too. So for all my musical theater friends out there listening to this podcast, put it on. Ha- have a nice song and dance uh before you <laughs> before you burn a cop and a wicker man. <laughs> dream we all dream of. <laughs> uh, any closing remarks? Uh, from you, Chelsea?
1: No, no, that's, no. I just, I like twists. I think we talked about some good ones uh, and I want to revisit a couple of movies now. Um,
0: in, including the remake of The Wicker Maybe. Uh, <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt you?
1: A lot. Those
0: <laughs> <laughs> does, 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 does Tonks want to throw in anything over there. In the
1: no i think she's as disappointed in me about my statement
0: <laughs> she's not wrong she's not wrong i know but tell the people where they can find you if they're so inclined chelsea
1: well if for some reason people still like me after my admission of that um you can find me on instagram and twitter uh chelsea bennington and yeah you can find me there
0: Cool. You can look up Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook for information about the podcast. And maybe one day we'll be able to do a show somewhere out and about. Uh, check out Spooky Doings on Instagram for podcast information and other fun bits and bobs of spookiness because, you know, we're trying to make folks laugh during these unusual times. And we thank you for listening, everybody. In the meantime and in between times, stay good. Stay healthy, stay spooky, say yes.